Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hot! Hot! Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five... Four, three, two, one. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Busy day. Busy day to say the least. Uh, we continue to monitor here. I, I will just try to, I'm going to try to be as transparent as I possibly can in each of these segments while we do the show and also try to relay to you information that we're getting. I'm not giving you uh, rumors or anything of that ilk right now. We're just kind of monitoring the situation as it takes place, as it plays out. Um there, I will say, Tom, moments ago, I spoke to a few sources um, that feel like Florida State's in a good spot right now. Uh, they, too, felt some concern overall. But I, I, I will I will say that, that, you know, they felt pretty good, that Florida State's uh, in a good spot, but no guarantees were given. No guarantees were given. Now, again, what I'm going to say here is, is that this – regardless if this works out for us and Mike Norvell stays, and I think the vast majority of us want Mike Norvell to stay here for the foreseeable future. He's done a very good job. Still has more work to do and it would feel unfinished and all of those things. And you've just had a good week in the portal and you're continuing to build your roster and all that good stuff. But I, I, I will, I'll say in a lot of ways, maybe this is a good thing to have had happen. Because, again, it reminds you, if you're Mike Alford or anybody else over there, how vigilant you have to be. You know, and I see, I, I don't know about you. Now, this is a thought I had driving along on the way in. When, when Mike's name came up in regards to the Alabama job, I thought, well, isn't it strange? Not that you'd be able to if he was – you know, if he was of the mind that he wanted the job, Alabama's going to outbid you if that's what it comes down to. But in my mind, I thought, well, how how odd is it that we're going to give the staff extensions before we would give Mike an extension? <laughs> like, why does Randy Shannon getting an extension before Mike Norvell would here at this point is what I is what I was thinking, Tom. That's all. You know, I got to give you credit because before I could somehow tie Zaxby's into this whole thing, you tied in Randy Shannon to this whole thing. So I got to give you credit that, that you have patchworked your way into Florida State's linebackers, Coach, into the top of the hour on a day where we're talking about hey. Mike Norvell. That, that's funny stuff. That's, that's classic. It's actually impressive, but it's also, <laughs> it's also legitimate. Like, 
Why would you? Well, I okay. <laughs> so no, we don't have to entertain that. It's just a thought I had driving on in here to the studio. Just kind of hmm. Okay, here's what I would say. Um, here's the good news: if it ends up okay for Florida State and Mike Norvell yeah. remains with with the Knowles. I don't think he would leave. Now, I get it. Things are fluid. But I don't think he would leave for a, a college football job at any point, henceforth. Like, short of Florida State being stuck in the ACC and losing the lawsuit, like straight up losing the lawsuit, at that point, I wouldn't call Florida State perfectly bulletproof from having Mike Poach to go elsewhere. But damn it, man, if he turned down Alabama, and there was legitimate interest, and, and you, we find and you, that, you, you know, would have to, yeah, you'd have to be able to prove it. Yeah, you'd have to. I'd, I'd want to know he turned it down as opposed to he didn't make the the, the final list. Uh, he was one of three or four guys, and it was really never offered to him, but it was kind of thrown out there to his agent. Because uh, yes, in that situation, maybe. But I listen, man. The LSU job's a good job. Let Brian Kelly fool around and lose three and four games the next two years again. I mean, I, I'm we're in the ACC. This ain't changing. Not right now. I mean, a whole other year is going to – we have to wait another year. I ask you, let's say there's no progress on the legal front for six, seven, eight months, and then Florida State goes out and has another banner year, and then a whole new wave of job openings happen, several in the Big Ten or the SEC, and we're still sitting out here in limbo in regards to which conference. Well, man, you're going to lose the guy. Nah, short of maybe Texas. I, I don't think so. I mean, what, Ole Miss opens up? Whoop the freaking do. You know, I, I I don't think at that point it's Alabama and it's pristine condition. Nick is leaving you the car. It's like uh, I know somebody, a friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, just uh, purchased a car for one of their kids and it's in pristine condition because an old person had it and they passed away. Yeah. You know, so like – this is a, a fantastically taken care of automobile that you could have the keys to. It's not Ole Miss in a state of perhaps, you know, disrepair. It's not another power two program in a state of disrepair. If we get through this hurdle, to me, I think the next hurdle would come in college football several years down the line. It would be pro but football that you'd be worried pro about. Pro football would be the bigger threat. Pro well, football would be and the understandably larger. because the college game is a GD mess. None of these coaches are in any way happy with what's happening in college football. That includes Nick Saban, which is one of the many reasons I'm sure that he chose at the end of the day to ride out. Having to re-recruit your roster on a daily basis and worry about somebody poaching your players on a daily basis. That, I mean, good God, man, you can never relax. There are people that will tell you that Kirby Smart hates what's happening in college football. And people at Georgia are concerned that if he's a legitimate candidate for the Falcons job, you know, you've heard that whisper that he's a candidate for the, nobody more popular in Georgia right now than Kirby Smart. He can clearly run an organization. I don't know if he'd be a good NFL coach or not. Doesn't matter. The point is his name's been whispered. Now, I don't think he's going to the Falcons. The point is there are a lot of people at Georgia who say, man, I'm a little concerned. This is the coaches are livid yeah. with what's happened to the game and this and, and, and the constant threat to their roster, the worry. They don't care that players are getting paid. They care that it's not regulated. How much is it even across the board? 
when can you, when can't you. They hate the fact that people are poaching players from their roster because then they have to turn around and do it too. It makes them engage in the very thing that they loathe because it's a dereliction of duty if you're not. Mike Norvell and staff should be trying to poach elite players off of the rosters of great teams, and they know it's being done to theirs. That's no way to be on a daily basis. That sucks. You don't even know who you're going to walk onto the practice field with come, you know, spring football, and you're if you have it out and you've already made millions and an NFL team call, comes calling, you watch more and more of these coaches in college. They're going to ride out unless something changes for the better. Well, and that's where I talked about this last night, too, when we did a reaction video. I don't know what powers could imbue Nick Saban with the authority, but my sincere hope is that Nick Saban's next chapter is the first commissioner. commissioner of uh, yeah, czar of college football, yeah. He's got the stature to do it. I don't know how you make it work. I guess the networks and, and the Power 2 conferences would have to give you the blessing, but, man, this is the stature of a, of a person in the game who is coached at all levels, professional in college. He's coached at all different parts of the country that are relevant to this discussion, save for the West Coast, but that's okay. He's coached big-time college football. He's coached the little guys, position coach, NFL, position coach, a coordinator. Man, he could do some good to help clean this thing up so that you're not constantly afraid of the professional threat to college football. The only thing that's keeping these coaches here is their salaries are absurd. Their salaries are absurd, and I imagine – that Mike Norvell's is about to get a lot more absurd one way or the other. It's going to get into, I would think, the eight figures. Was he at eight million right now? Eight million going in, eight point whatever going into this year and then uh, into next year. It, it may go up. I mean, listen, I, I, I doubt it, it's agents do. Business, oh, listen, a, agents do what they do. So, sure, he's going to get a bump. I don't, for Mike, I don't think it's about whether it's eight million or 11 million. It may be what the what the money represents. That's what it was for Jimbo. Jimbo was less worried about the 60, 70, 80 million and more about what it represented. But to, to, to most coaches, when you're making five, six, seven, eight, nine million dollars a year and you've got other got you got other money, that's just your salary. Th- those guys, yeah, man, listen, it's easy for me to sit here and say, well, if I'm making eight million dollars, why do I need ten? Because huh? it's two million more than eight. Uh, yeah, I, I got it. But at some point, you've got the money you need. You, you got all that. Now you start look. You want to win championships. You want to be in a position to compete at the highest level and win championships every year. My fear for a Florida State coach right now is this feeling that they are, again, not on the same plane of those that they seek to compete against. That is very frustrating and dangerous. For as long as we're stuck in this sad, sap, sorry-ass Jim Phillips run dump of a conference – we are going to be subject to these kinds of threats, meaning if you do well here in any sport, Big Ten SEC University says, go get her, go get him, go get that person who's kicking ass in these other sports because we've got more money than we know what to do with because we have the best TV contracts. Yeah, no, I agree. That's, that's, uh, that's going to be an existential threat uh, until – Florida State comes to that settlement number. So I would ask you this in turn. Mike Norvell stays at Florida State, and whatever happens, happens on the surface for a raise, or we hear about more support staff. The organization of Florida State football grows in in some measure. Do you believe that that would be some sort of indirect or tacit endorsement that he believes our case to get out of the ACC is strong? Oh, man. 
I would think he'd have to believe it. If he thinks it's 50-50 and Alabama's calling, that makes it a lot tougher. I mean, you could love Tallahassee, but that makes it a lot tougher of a decision when it's you alone in a room or you sitting across the table from your wife and saying, what do you think? What do you think? What should we do? Like in that the, the inner circle of inner circle moments. Yeah. That would make it tough if you don't believe that we're going to get out of this thing. But if you do, and you can make a couple more bucks along the way and, you know, make this organization get more yeses than you've been getting about the bells and the whistles, then I think you'd stay. I think you'd just do it and you'd stay. I think there's something to finishing what you started and having built relationships and rapport and then having the finances to do what you want to do and see it through. If you think, like you just noted, that this is going to work out in Florida State's uh, favor in the next two, three years, if you think it's going to take longer than that, I think you've got wandering eyes every year you're here. And I, and I get it. I hate it and I get it. They may hate it. A coach that's here now may not want to leave. I'm not just talking about Mike Norvell. A coach that's here now may do great things at Florida State and not want to leave but know that they're behind the eight ball and that if given the opportunity with a salary raise and no promising future in a second-class conference, they'd have to take it, even if they love it here, even if they didn't want to leave. You know, we've talked about this a lot. That's how business works, right? You, you know, it's the opportunities. They come your way and you have to listen. And you assess – I mean, this is my greater concern for Florida State every year we're here. I, I, I'm more worried about that. I, there's a part of me that's a little worried right now that Alabama hires Sarkeesian and we lose Mike to Texas because I think he would take that, the Texas job. Well, that to me is is the larger concern. Now, you know, there are some people around the Texas program that believe that maybe Steve said no. That he's got, like, if he's thinking about it now, I've built Texas into this thing, and why would I put myself into a precarious position to be the successor to Nick with fewer bells and whistles than Texas might have at, at its peak operation? Like, my job approval rating is in the 90-plus stratosphere at Texas. In Alabama, people are already asking me why I'm not Nick Saban. That's, like, the first question I get at the introductory press conference. Why aren't you Nick why isn't Nick here? Why do you oh, think that's Nick anybody? Retired? That's anybody that takes that job next. Yeah, that's the downside of it. The doubt—that's what I'm saying. In this moment, the resources are there at Texas. The interest is through the roof. They're finally back, quote unquote, because they made the playoff. I'm not saying I would well, do it, but you know, it's, it is a concern that yeah. he takes no, that. No, I, I yeah, agree. it is a concern, and if he takes that job, and then you know, I think Mike would be a logical candidate for the Texas job in a, a good one. And I could see, given his ties, that maybe he would take it now. There are, as you said, and I had that same thing texted to me and some others have spoken on it, and we do have ties to the folks of Texas, that it looks like Sark is is interested in sticking around Texas. Hey, look, for years, I would make fun of Texas on this show with my leaning towards Oklahoma and the family that has graduated from Oklahoma, and I would always make fun of Texas, that they had all of the resources and the alumni and they had prestige and they had facilities and they had the want to to be great. And they had the region to recruit where the kids that play football in that state, it's a maniacal following with state-of-the-art facilities for kids in high school. All of these things, right? And yet they could not recruit and beat Oklahoma. Like, hardly ever. <laughs> Including, hell, that's their loss this year, right? So so it's uh, it, it's just been, it's, it's been a strange sort of deal, but 
we always knew, all of us, that, well, gosh, it's not money. They're never going to have a problem with money, and they're never going to have a problem with facilities, and they're never going to have a problem with the chain of command, meaning the top on down wants to win in football as well. So if they get the right guy, they should start winning. And he is now winning, so yeah. Yeah, I just I think there's also something to this where, you know, if maybe the administration of Alabama wants you, but the fan base wouldn't be all that fired up about you, there's something to it. You know, monetary value can better this and best this when you're making a decision. But there's something to it about being, you know, the ideal person for a fan base like Mike is right now. Like what Mike has done in Tallahassee puts him in a place like where Sark is, right? Your, your job approval is through the roof. People would run through fire f- for you. You could have a running of the gumps if you wanted to. He could have one. He's he's at that level to get his autograph next spring or, or next fall camp. If you go to Bama, your seat's already kind of warm when you take that oh, job. sure. That's got to be worth something in the consideration game, too. It's not just about the following the legend thing. It's like, man, am I the best available or am I the one? You know, if I'm the best available of, of what's out there in the coaching pool, all right, that's one thing. And if he was, if he had a warm seat at Tallahassee, then I think you'd be more apt to say yes. But if I'm the best of what's out there versus the guy who is going to be the, the torchbearer that's going to continue the legacy of Nick Saban, two very different things. Two very different things. Here's good news right now. Vegas odds have Mike as the second most likely to get the job. DeBoer is number one. At Washington. So, good. Go ahead and make that hire. Make that hire. Let's get on it. Let's get on it. Dave, you ain't going to do any better. You're stuck out there in rainy-ass Seattle. Take it on over to Alabama. (laughs) It's a win-win for all of us if he takes that job. That way, Mike, Mike Norvell is is the Zaxby's of head coaches. You know, you just want you want to keep that brand power. I don't know what DeBoer is cuz I don't want to throw a competitor's name out there, give him some free love. But but you go ahead, you get that second rate stuff. We'll we'll keep that we'll keep that upper level stuff right here right now for a Golden Chief booster for 19 years. And I, I bet you buddy, yeah. If and when he stays, how many more of these Zaxby's will be erected in Tallahassee proper? He should he should erect some after DeBoer leaves Seattle out in Seattle cuz I love Seattle by the way. I'm out there often. Uh, it's a, it's a wonderful city, but I'm just telling him now it rains too much. You got to come to Alabama. <laughs> He's like, wait, wait a minute. I'm going to go from a, a fun and sophisticated city like Seattle. I'm going to go to Alabama. Am I? Okay. Uh, yeah, no, just for now, keep the Zaxby's right here, Danny. 19 years as being a golden chief booster and 109 locations in Tallahassee. Ensure that we love you and tasty, tasty Zaxby's. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Whenever these things happen, it's happened in the NFL as well, obviously, with Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll being shown the door. Uh, the rumor mill begins immediately, and everybody's got an opinion on who might be a candidate and who would take the job and who makes sense and who's a proper fit and all that. And, you know, you can't help yourself because it's like the list season that we always talk about. As soon as we get into list season, I find myself to be a sucker. I click on all of those lists and read them and you know laugh and chuckle and point these things out. I do the same thing for coaching searches, but partly because I love laughing at invariably, let's say you have a list of seven, there's always one or two where you're like, really? And, or, or even five. But if you get to 10, there's always going to be at least three absurd coaches presented. And yesterday was no different when I read Adam Rittenberg's piece on uh, on Florida, I mean, excuse me. Today, this is earlier today, on the best coaching candidates for the Alabama job, and so you you know you started with kind of the usual and no petition, uh, no particular order. He had Lane Kiffin, he had Dan Lanning, Dabo Sweeney, and I'm just kind of reading through the write up on all these guys. Obviously, I'm familiar with their resumes. Kalen DeBoer, and we're like, yeah, here we go. Let's look at Kalen DeBoer. He's only 49. I learned I, I couldn't remember how old he was, so I was like, oh, that's interesting. Then there's Mike Norvell's name. <laughs> Tom, did you see the same list I did? Because you know who's on it? Uh, can I take a couple guesses? You got one guess. One guess. Oh, come on. I, I'm taking too fast. Lovey Smith or Matt Campbell? No, James effing Franklin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> can you imagine how angry the people of Alabama would be if they hired James Franklin to replace Nick Saban? Yeah. My man hasn't won an important game in years, years and years. He loses every time they play somebody who's even halfway decent. Well, and he could pull a Pacino in any given Sunday and bring Aller with him and say, I want everybody to meet your new quarterback. Oh, my God. Man, it's a long time removed from when James Franklin got to Penn State after those sanctions for ignoring child rape and got it turned around to a place where they won the Big Ten title. Was that was that 2016, Matthew? 
2016 is when that, that happened. It's 2024. He hadn't done a damn thing in nearly 10 years. That guy being put on a list is comical. But it was on there. And then it, it, then it got me. I was like, man, please let this happen. Please, I just want to see the faces of the people at that press conference. Uh, Jeff, what about uh, Greg Schiano? What do you think <laughs> about the taskmaster? I mean, if you think about it as a taskmaster, it's, it's a great handoff from Nick Saban to Greg Schiano. Mm, just hilarious. Uh, solving the future would be getting out of this conference. We love our friends at ISF. Let's solve for the future now. A, go ahead and give Mike another extension. By the way, he's extended already uh, just a year ago through 2029. But by all means, let's please get back to the table and Give him another extension and more money because that's the way the game is played. I understand it. Uh, do that. I would I would require maybe with this extension to make a couple changes on the staff. That would just be me. That would just be me. I'll try to sneak it in there, Tom. I'll try to sneak it in real quick. Uh, but, but, but that said, it really does continue to come back to not just uh, – we're no longer willing – ISF will collaborate with those that they work with, and they do a great job, and they advance technology, and they're able to help – really streamline the process, a more efficient way of doing business and whatever it might be, working with the fine folks at the Guardian Ad Litem, all of it, right? We've, we've documented what ISF does across the country uh, from right here in Tallahassee, which is awesome. But they do so by taking these original ideas that people have maybe in state government, for example, and then saying, oh, yeah, we can help you. Uh, what is it you want to do? They don't just come in and tell them, right? Yeah, but we're not doing that anymore in the ACC. And thank God we're not taking the approach that ISF has, which is a – Really fair-minded and efficient, smart way to do business. F that. The ACC revealed themselves. We got a ride. There's no collaborating, nothing. It's double middle fingers. And every time something like this happens, I'm reminded of how quickly this needs to get done. Please, please do the opposite of what our friends do at ISF. Collaborate not at all. Get out of this dump. I do want to say, uh, first of all, I'm very proud of you because typically when you say double middle fingers, you put them to the sky I for do. the cameras. Usually I do it for the screen, yeah. On a day like today, I think that's a smart play that you did not uh, go down that route. But, yeah, there's there's no doubt here that whether whatever direction you're going to go for the long-term future, Florida State football, meaning whatever Mike Norvell decides – Let's wrap that up here by about Saturday. We got kids that are supposed to be arriving on campus for the portal for ads to Florida State football. You know, that window would start opening up for Florida State if there's a coaching change of 30 days before you could have, um, you know, some of your current roster enter the portal once again and you got to bring in a new guy. Let's just, whatever it's going to be, limbo, as you like to say, is the worst possible thing for the health of Florida State football. Uh, Because. How many kids do you think have reached out to this coaching staff and say, hey, what's going on? What gives? Because mm-hmm. if he's leaving, I'm leaving. Like, let's just – let's not go there. Let's let's get an answer and let's get it there quickly. Whatever you got to do to hammer out the details, if you want to solve for the future and the distance, solve for the future in the next 24 to 36 hours. Get it done, whatever it uh, is. By the way, on a serious note, all jokes aside, I think that's exactly what will happen if Mike is staying. I think that will be done, and by, by done, I mean today. Now, it can be a little tricky. These are big contracts with big numbers, and you've got to be buttoned up. It's not a yes, yes, nod, nod, wink, wink, hey, shake hands, feeling good. No, they're going to have to get it done. It'll have to be done, and I I get all that, and it can be complicated. But I I do think it is in all of their best interest. It's in the university's best interest, Mike Alford's best interest, and Mike Norvell's best interest to get this behind them so that they can continue to solidify what has been a very good week. 
Florida State that, that, that gets lost in the, in today's news and this concern that continued to pick up as the hours went by. Um, you know, this was always something that you were going to be a little worried about because Mike has done a very good job. Even if you didn't think he was the top candidate, you knew he could be a candidate. And then as soon as Dan Lanning released the video saying he wasn't going anywhere, you thought, well, this gets ratcheted up a little bit, so you have to pay it proper attention. But the, the bottom line is, Florida State's had a good week. They've improved their stock quite a bit uh, from where we were this time last week, where there was growing concern that you weren't sealing the deal with some kids and there were some other guys out there taking more visits. So you want to nip this in the bud, be done with it, come out and announce he's here, he's not going anywhere, we're all good to go. Doesn't mean, by the way, I don't care what that contract ends up reading as, it does not mean you're not going through this again in a year or two if you're still stuck here. Because as you correctly point out, Tom, yeah, $4 million for his buyout right now seems palatable to a lot of people. Bama doesn't care about $4 million, $20 million, $15 million. It could be $65 million. If they want him, they're going to just pay the $65 million. They don't care. Yeah, that's the difference between being the one versus being the best of the available bunch. You know, and, and that's where if I'm if I'm leaving this situation, oddly enough, even though I'd be going from ACC to SEC, if I'm leaving this situation, I want to know that, hey, man, if we've got a, a weird first year or two of transition, you're not putting my ass on the hot seat after a couple of years. And I don't know that Alabama could give that assurance in this particular position. Now, what, what I would ask you for clarification on, and I, I think you would probably agree with this, like it might not be that Florida State's out of the ACC by 2025, but maybe the announcements, the settlements, it's all in place. As long as that is there, then you're fine, right? As long as the the contract or the settlement agreement or whatever it is is litigated and complete, that's good enough, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, now you know the horizon is bright. You feel good. You feel like okay, we've got a real shot here. Um, yeah, if you don't get something along those lines where you can say definitively, I would even take, Tom, I know this is going to be, it would leave us all antsy and frustrated, but like we talk about with Limbo being the worst of the worst, if we have a degree of certainty, even if that certainty is 2026, Mm -hmm. 2027, as we're talking about, it's something, if you just tell me it's not 2036 and it's well before 2030, all right, I, I, I don't know what, how far I'd stretch it. Like if they said, okay, well, it's worked out. I could tell you exactly how far, however far it needs to be for the next freshman class I'm bringing in. Yeah. You know, to say by the time you're an upperclassman, you're going to be We're playing. We're in the SEC. Yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. I think that, so if it's, it, this is the class of 25 that I'm recruiting for in this moment for next year, junior days coming up in two and a half weeks, whatever. Okay. If I can tell those kids that by the time they're a redshirt sophomore or a junior, they're going to be playing in a power two conference. That's the perfect amount of time necessary. And I think that's 26 or 27. Yeah, I want I want desperately for that to be twenty six, Tom. I don't. I mean, I, or twenty five would be better. But I know twenty twenty four. We're here. We know we're playing in the ACC. We know that we're going to Dublin and we're going to compete, obviously against Georgia Tech. And we know that we'll be at Notre Dame. And the schedule is actually kind of fascinating. I, I'm I'm kind of happy we're not having to give up that schedule. But I'm fine with telling twenty twenty five to go to hell and start from scratch in uh, one of the big two. Uh, our thanks to our friends at ISF as they help government clients solve the future. And they've done so for four decades, well over 80 unique clients served on over 1,500 projects all around the country. 
And they help you do this with process, strategy, technology. And, uh, oh, by the way, you want to know more, ISF.com. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. <laughs> It's Jeff Cameron's show rolling on. It's gone by fast today as we monitored the will Mike Norvell remain at Florida State or take it on down the road drama. Feel good the longer this goes on, I guess. Although I would like to get an announcement of some sort. Maybe just waiting until that, uh, maybe just waiting until the end of the uh, contract negotiation before making one big official announcement. I don't know. Maybe. Still don't have, uh, I don't know. It doesn't, hasn't completed yet the alleviating of the fears, right? Hasn't happened yet. Still nervous. A little bit. Less so than when we started. It feels, uh, I don't know if in the balance is the right term. I see people on the chatter uh, worried about what happened in the tribal council. That's the one thing we typically read these things as we're going in the show. We're doing the show, so I'll figure out what's going on there. But it's just whatever the resolution is going to be, I go back to this. The sooner you can have it, the better you can begin the business once again of fortifying your roster. If Mike comes back, then we have gotten off to a very, very good start in this window of the transfer portal. You know, it was uh, a little after 10 a.m. this morning on the East Coast that they announced officially that Lolo Hea, the defensive end from Oregon State, is a part of the fold. You know, it's like that's that extra official step. So it was business as usual until about lunchtime today. And Mike Norvell was honored as the Paul Bear Bryant Coach of the Year last night. So I know that that Nick Saban was going business as usual until he wasn't yesterday. But the operation hasn't gone quiet like it did before Jimbo left, to put it that way, because that operation went dead silent for weeks. We have not heard back from Florida State, for those that have asked. We've yet to hear back from Florida State. We wanted to get – obviously, they're not going to say anything if they're in the midst of some sort of negotiation or they're in a crisis mode right now with no resolution. But um, we have, just for people who are wondering, did you reach out? Yeah, we did. We absolutely did. And, um, you know, this goes back – if you missed the first hour – I had Andy Staples on partly because of his national connections, but also what he wrote about the candidacy there at Alabama. And he had several coaches. He had Mike Norvell atop that list. And I think that probably began some of the concern. Um, And then it got to be more and more and more that um, that wasn't going away. As we recap, Dan Lanning, who was considered to be a candidate, released a statement on video that he wasn't taking the job. That seemed to elevate the concern in Florida State's camp, understandably. Uh, if you're, let's just say there's four candidates or thereabouts, and one of them comes out and says, um, you know, I'm not I'm not leaving. Well, now we're down to about three that they've been looking at closely. And uh, one of those guys was rumored to have signed his deal and turned down the offer at Alabama, and that would be Steve Sarkeesian. So then you'd be down to about two, which is DeBoer, and 
Norvell. That's not to say there aren't other candidates. We don't know of them. These were the names that I was vetting with Andy. Uh, and it's 2.45, right? It's 2.45 on a Thursday, and we can't resolve this. This is not over. We're still waiting. Uh, it's still something to be uh, concerned about, I think. But at the same time, I feel like we've heard enough of a buzz from people over there that something's being worked on. I don't know if it's a contract for Norvell or if it's uh, last-minute wrangling as Norvell gets set to maybe make a, an, an announcement we're not going to like. I, I don't know. We can't get it figured out just yet because the rumors are running wild and there's, there's, there are people coming in on behalf of both of those scenarios. Yeah, and I think no, no matter what, no matter which way it goes in the end, if Florida State wasn't feeling uneasy at this point, and I'm talking about the institution, not the fan base, not you and me, like the institution, if they weren't feeling uneasy in this moment, then Mike's agent would not be doing his job. If nothing else, no matter what Coach Norvell's intentions are, this is an incredible opportunity to assert more power at Florida State in terms of decision-making or budget or, you know, it could be capital in the form of people in terms of organization and support staff, things like that. This is a tremendous opportunity to get more yeses on things that maybe they said, oh, come to me next quarter or come to me next year and, and maybe we can make that work. And if there is a, a checklist of things you want to get done, now's your time to get full commitments and get commitments now on getting some of those things done at Florida State. Or it could be that, in earnest, his agent is negotiating with Alabama. We'll find out soon, and we'll know those backstories after the fact. But, you know, if, if Florida State wasn't at least a little uneasy right now, then, yeah, Mike's camp wouldn't be doing what it's supposed to do. Ira Chaffel, Warchant.com, put on the message boards at Warchant.com uh, at 2.35 that uh, he had a couple of conversations with people connected to FSU who are at the very least concerned about the situation. Went on to say that he didn't have it confirmed that an offer from Alabama was made or is imminent, but two different people within in two separate conversations let him know that they are very concerned. Yeah, that's the same thing I was told and we came on the air with, right, was that um, there was real concern over there. And that's why when we came in here, it, you know, you took it seriously. You, you, you had to sit down and say, look, man, Enough about what we want to happen or what we hope happens. Enough about, uh, you know, this conversation around, well, Mike would never do that. I mean, that's that, those are emotions talking. And that's not the way this business works. So we took it seriously, and we've continued to try to follow up on this. The fact that we're not able to get anybody from FSU pinned down. They're not willing to talk on the record or to come on the show right now. Really, nobody from FSU has spoken on the record of this situation. Not to Corey or Ira or me or you or Matt or anybody. So, until they do, until there's an announcement of an extension for Mike Norvell or something of the like, this will be the topic of the day. This will be all that we can think about. Because it is hard not to kick around in your mind how disastrous this would be if it happened. It's impossible not to think about it, Tom, because of everything you just got done doing, not just the winning season and all that, 13-0, and 0, and all of these recruits, all of the stuff that's just been worked on in the portal, all of it, it's up for grabs. It would be up for grabs everywhere until you could make something happen quickly in terms of stabilizing the situation and bringing a new person in. What I, what I do know is, and it's going to happen for you, for me, for any dialed-in Noel who's a, got a group chat you know, about the topic, Anytime your phone the rest of the day goes, mm -mm, mm -mm, 
until this is done, you're going to be like, oh, is this the news? Was this the alert? Is this the thing that we get to know what the final deal is? Warchant.com has had updates on the tribal council running since yesterday, I do believe, but it's a thread that's ongoing, and that's where we're pulling that quote from Ira from that I'll put up again. But that's it's echoing the sentiments of things that we've heard over the course of the couple of hours. But I, I would just say this isn't in contention with What's posted at the bottom of the screen, if Norvell's agent and camp is doing what they're supposed to do, you're damn right we should be concerned. One way or the other, whether it's a ploy to stay and gain a little bit more control or concessions or to actually leave. But if if Florida State wasn't feeling concerned, then Norvell's team wouldn't be doing what they're supposed to do. I just keep coming back to that. And I see you there in the chat, and uh, I could use a strong cup of your delicious coffee, sir. He writes... Who would we want to replace Norvell if he leaves? And it's funny because I was not even kicking that around in my head necessarily as we were going through this, but it is something that as the show has gone on, I began to think about a little bit. And I keep coming back to this same same problem, which is that I think we're going to be dealing with this kind of angst and hand-wringing over a coach, any successful coach that's at Florida State, um, for some time because of the conference that we're in. And I'm a broken record at this point, obviously. You know, it's just uh, over and over again we get to this. That also affects the job search. You know, Florida State was told with a rather sizable degree of certainty that your conference doesn't matter. You're not on the same plane as an SEC school or a Big Ten school. So – the choices you have to bring somebody in are limited. I Nobody likes to think of us as second tier right now, but for as long as you are financially this far behind uh, because of these television contracts and being saddled with this life in the ACC, I, I think it affects everything. I think you, you probably don't have, like you would have a few years ago, a pick of the litter. Thanks to Mike, if it went that way. And I, I don't want it to sound in like, like it's a, a done deal one way or the other. But I'm going to put that hat on for a moment. A couple of things. One, this job is more prestigious now because Mike Norvell did what he did than it was a few years ago. You had made a change and then a second change within two years of hiring a coach. So you're in a better position now at this point than before Mike Norvell took the job. The second thing is if I'm putting on that hat and there's an introductory press conference for a new head coach, I would ask that coach, uh, to what extent do you believe that Florida State is going to successfully get out of the ACC and how much of a role did that play in your decision to come to Florida State? Because I would, if I'm a head coaching candidate that's worth anything, I'm asking that question. Are we getting out of this thing, guys, and by when? The odds have uh, DeBoer still as the top candidate right now. Uh, Mike is second, but uh, – the odds keep going up ever so slightly with DeBoer. So that's good. That's good. Uh, let's hope that happens. So take a quick break, come back, and put a ribbon on the show. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, welcome a new advertiser to the program. This one I like. Why do I like them? I used them. I already used them. Then they said, we want to be on with you, Cameron. Good, because I'm already using you. I'd like to save some money. I'm talking about Factor. Now, I could read a script. I have one here. The bustling holiday season, you're looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel your jam-packed days. Factors America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. I'm not going to do that, though. I don't need to do that. I like not meal prepping. I like having a delicious meal before me and two and a half minutes out of a microwave prepped by a professional chef. It is delicious. 
Protein meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving in some cases. I could get the uh, low-calorie conscious meal if I want one, if I've overdone it for the week or something along those lines. I pick a different set of food items out of 35 prepared meals at the start of every week, and voila, it's at my front door. It's awesome. Head to factormeals.com slash Cameron50 and use code Cameron50 to get 50% off. Doing you right, people. That's code Cameron50 at factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. We get set to conclude the afternoon, and we will find out, yay or nay, I would think, here real soon. It's not going to happen in the timeline that uh, we had hoped for, it doesn't appear, as I just tracked down some other uh, sources that we've been in contact with so far today, and it doesn't appear that we're going to have a resolution uh, to uh, this situation when we sign off the airwaves at 3 o'clock, so that does Give me, obviously, an opportunity to tell all you guys, keep checking in with Warchant.com. Check us out, uh, obviously, Warchant TV, any of the things that we'll be posting as we get the news. Uh, also, uh, you know, Warchant TV, as I say. So you got, you got a lot of opportunities. Uh, we're all mining for the same information. Hopefully somebody finds a nugget that is of significance uh, here in the next hour because now I feel like, Tom, we are in uh, the proverbial limbo that I talk about on the show all the time. Yeah, it sucks. Um, you know, people are saying, uh, I'm looking at their body language. The body language is, all right, December was the longest month in program history. Sure, why don't we just tack this on? Let's let's tack this on before the middle of January. Uh, we do know uh, one thing in terms of our coverage. We will be live on this channel at 6 o'clock tonight. What it's going to be about is anybody's guess. Originally, it was supposed to be about the portal and recruiting, but I don't know how you can make that an A block um, today. So there's going to be a live show on these airwaves at 6, but you would be wise. This is not just because it helps us, but to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell because anytime we go live, you'll be alerted. And you best believe if there's news, we will be live basically instantaneously. If there's news. Ryan, thanks. You made me laugh. I read the Our Asses in the Jackpot now. Of course, that's always good for a chuckle. Uh, and we appreciate the uh, contribution for the efforts here today. We'll see. Um, I don't know if we are or not. I, you know what happens? I, I refuse to get, uh, I don't know, I refuse to get to where I'm consumed at all times by whether or not a guy is staying or going. But I obviously, it's our job to find out the information as quickly and as best we can and, and relay that. But what it does do is it sparks a, a, an exercise in, in thinking about the, the future of the program. And, you know, again, I, I, I go back to my frustrations and concerns about being in this league and, and this happening over and over and over again for as long as we, we are here. But then also I began to think about realistically who would force they go after. Z-Chan writes, he's starting, here's to uh, starting a Coach Mike Norvell stay piggy bank, give the man whatever he wants. Yeah, I, I think if he leaves it won't be about money. I'm I'm fairly certain it won't be about money. I think Florida State would rise to the occasion and offer up uh, a 
very, very compatible salary to what Alabama would be offering. And I don't think Mike's in a position to where Alabama would go to him and say, here's $16 million. I mean, I, th- I think it would be, you know, $11, $12 million, whatever it would be. And I think if Florida State felt compelled, they would they would match that. So if he leaves, it's it's about something other than money, although money always matters. It does. It's just that if you take that job and you're Mike Norvell, you've accomplished a lot, but your seat's already warm the moment you take that. And that needs to be into consideration in terms of your buyout, your guarantees, what they outfit you with if you were to take that gig. That has to be part of the math for all of it. But we'll see. You know, the one issue I took with Andy Staples during that interview was he says, this isn't about a knock on Florida State as much as it is it's Alabama. I don't believe that. It is a knock on Florida State's status in, in the power two and that we're not in. It's a different two. conversation. Yes. It's a knock on where Florida state finds itself from a conference standpoint, not the institution itself. Um, this is, this is what it's, what it is to be in a conference that is not one of the two power players. It's to be uh, in limbo. It's to be frustrated. It's to understand that there are schools who don't have the same cachet as you do on the field, but have the ability uh, to make a greater impact in hiring and facilities because of the money that they're making by being in those two power conferences. Good work out of you, Tom. Good work, Director Matthew. We appreciate it. Our thanks to Andy Staples who joined us in hour one. Be good, everybody. We'll talk to you real, real soon, we hope. Peace. <laughs>